0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to Life of Living Abundantly. Today, we have Dakota Grady joining us, and he is going to tell us all about what he's doing today in money management, and we're going to see how he is able to help us as the viewers. How are you today, Dakota? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm wonderful. It's all sunny behind you. It's gloomy here outside of Nashville. Tell us where you're located.
1: So I'm actually in Greenville, South Carolina. Yesterday, we had rain all day, so... Now it's going from us to, I guess, you all in yep. Nashville.
0: It sure is. So tell us a little bit about what you do professionally, Dakota.
1: Well, first question, thank you for allowing me to be on your platform and share message to help people. So I do personal finances and I do also do accounting in Texas, but I help people to manage their money so they can have peace of mind and not be, well, you can't see it, but be broke.
0: Hold on one second. <laughs> broke? Bro, <laughs> Secrets to fix secrets to fix America's what?
1: Financial crisis. Uh,
0: we're about to be in one. Wait till the turn of this recession. I mean this election. I,
1: yes, yes, yes. So, so this is because...
0: perfect timing, us interviewing you. So please, you're going to recession proof us and you're just going to help us with all of our finances.
1: Yes. So yeah, I help people with their money and business. I also do accounting and taxes for my focuses on practitioner entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who have their own practices, who don't have time to learn a skill and they just don't want to learn something new. They want somebody else to do it for them so they can focus on serving their patients. Gotcha.
0: I have a personal question about taxes, not for myself, but business-wise when we're off the phone. Um, Anyhow, so tell us a little bit about what day-to-day looks like for you.
1: It varies. Well, mostly what I like do in tax season is taxes and bookkeeping. Bookkeeping meaning I'm getting people's bookkeeping up to date. They kind of make it up to date so that I can do taxes for them. Once bookkeeping is done, I send clients the financial statements, which are the numbers so they'll know where they are financially. And then once they approve them, I do the tax return. And then tax return basically entering the information, the tax software, and back and forth with questions. Sometimes I takes clients' quickly sometimes
0: they respond quickly sometimes they don't so it just depends on client (laughs) gotcha i i can be one of those clients they 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 can take forever sometimes don't they yeah i filed for my (laughs) extension (laughs) i had to file for an extension it just takes time it takes time so um when you are working with clients as far as coaching how does that process go
1: so for coaching and the four-step process, basically I meet with the person, see if I can help them. I do a conversation to understand the situation first. Secondly, to give them the solutions. And third, Q&A so they can ask questions of me of anything and me also ask questions to get them clarity on things. And once that process is done, I'll send them an invoice because I get payment up front. I'll send them information that they can fill out and send yes. back to me. I review the information, and then we meet for a session or two or three, it depends on how many sessions they want to meet. And that's the process. That's simple.
0: How did you get into doing this, and what made you write a book? Great question.
1: Well, have you ever had a
0: job before? Have I ever had a job? Yes. Yeah, a couple.
1: So, did you lose a job? Do I what? Did you- lose a job did you get fired Mm, I don't think I've ever been fired oh wow all right so for me I got fired four times not four four times
0: I'm gonna take notes (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: so I got fired four times and most people can relate to at least losing one job right right so I decided why am I going to keep doing the same thing I've been doing get a job you're fired get a job you're fired right so I said I'm going to do something that I want to do this time. So I started that business. But before then, my mom and dad had seven kids. We grew up struggling financially. So my background is one reason why I do what I do, because we live in the welfare, which is the government assistance. I love to eat. You can't tell, about I love to eat. And I was going to the store and feel so ashamed to use food stamps. And then one time, my mom dad to my sisters, and my brothers and me, the seven of us. hmm or my grandmother's house, because we got, I power got disconnected. So those reasons are why I do what I do. My background, I grew up struggling financially, and then I lost my job. So it encouraged me to start a business. Mm-hmm. I know that entrepreneurship is one way to wealth and one way for independence, because I mean, you could have a job, nothing wrong with that, but for me, most people I know are employees. Mm-hmm. And most people in the black community that I grew up in are employees. So I didn't see many examples of people who look like me who are entrepreneurs. So right. when I got that entrepreneurial bug, I went after it. Right. And I know that most people in the African community, they made low wages. They one report said that 43% of blacks made 30k or less. We don't own homes compared to our counterparts. I think mm-hmm. 40, 43% of blacks own homes compared to 74% of whites. And we lack information when it comes to finance literacy, money. Mm-hmm. And one thing I realized back in the day, I wasn't born yet, but Martin Luther King Jr. said basically, money is where economic power is important.
0: Absolutely. And I believe that
1: one, one way that the civil rights movement had to push was through economic power. When people start riding the buses, but the boycotts, right? Right. That hurt people's pockets. Mm-hmm. So I was like, now we make so much money as a people. We made $1.6 trillion, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we really don't own stuff. Meaning, you know, mean, we don't own homes or businesses. We don't really own assets to make money while we're sleeping. We're employees to make an artist's money, but we're buying cars, clothes, jewelry, things that are going down in value, but we look good on the outside, but on the inside we're struggling we would struggle with
0: identity as people Mm -hmm. and we struggle with our our
1: finances as well.
0: How would you give like advice to someone who is trying to actually build a business and keeping all of those things in mind, like to build, you know, wealth, um, starting out, trying to start a new business. It's, it's quite difficult. Um, Like what advice would you give to somebody that is smart money management while doing so?
1: Well, it depends on the business you have, but I would recommend first have a desire for a business because business is hard. Now, I also start a business that is a need-based business. So I do accounting and taxes. Those mm-hmm. are things that people need, right? So right. if you can start a business that that's it a need-based business and it will fund your want-based business. So for example, personal finance is my passion, but it's not paying the bill really.
0: Right.
1: But accounting and taxes it's not my passion, but it's paying the bills. So I'm doing something I don't wanna to do to do something I really wanna do, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, absolutely. So
1: have a need-based business, so you can meet your needs, meet your family's needs, and then use that money for that business to fund your want-based business. Use cash and don't use debt. Because when you start wow. a business, it's hard to get clients, it's difficult. Why get a loan and start out in the hole? Meaning you owe somebody money already. So, Absolutely. your client, when you go serve them, is no longer your client. The client you're going to serve now is the banker. You got paid a loan back, right? Right. So, use what I call YM yo money, yo money, yo, yo. money to fund your business. Right. And even in the black community, like women have difficulty getting loans, right? Right. And Absolutely. Right. What I say is, you can raise capital in three ways: YM, your money; fund your business with your money because y'all skin in the game. Secondly, get paying clients, PC, people to pay you for your goods and services. And third, once you get paying clients and you do services for them, have them pay you money because people may do work, and I invoice. For me, unless it's taxes for bookkeeping, I get paid first then i do the work because some people may not want to pay. I'm like, I did the work. Right. So I get payment up front and then I do the work. So people make excuses for getting loans. I gave you three reasons to raise capital, or three ways
0: to raise capital in your business, but I do one in the day. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so what encouraged you to write the book? The book is it's an ascension of
1: of me marketing basically is this marketing tool that I wanted people something out that, that that they can do quickly. it's not thick, they can read it mm-hmm. quickly, but also it's it's part of the whole plan I want to have I do have a course as well, so the book is something, and somebody else wants want to say go through a course they can read a book or someone likes to read they can read a book. But someone else I had a large investment for a course or a coaching. The book is a resource for them. So, I want to give people resources either in book form, electronic, or they be an ebook, audiobook, or a course. They have their choices. Mm-hmm. So, this is one option that they can get to help them with their personal finances.
0: Gotcha. And one thing that I'm working with is that, um, of course, you know, I like got my counseling background but and coaching, but more so, um, uh, not just doing entrepreneurial um, coaching. Anymore, by the way, I met Dakota through the Small Business Administration where he was uh, my mentee. I was his mentor and um, I just knew he was going to do big things, had nothing to do with me. Um, But it takes that passion. And I saw that in you when I met you. But anyhow, um, I am helping um, a lot of women who are going through, um, whether it's the court systems or after divorce, and then also women who are wanting to start um, their 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 own businesses and understanding like you can't do anything without having like a purpose and a passion behind what it is. Even my story for starting this platform, um, there it, it drove, you know, you turned your pain into purpose. And then not only that, it gives you a drive and knowing that you're helping other people. So For women who are, you know, getting a divorce, I'm sure you see this in your business and they are having to start completely over or even men who are rebuilding after divorce. It's always harder statistically on women, but even men go through like a rebuilding process. What is some advice that you can give to people who are having to just completely restart, you know, reconstruct?
1: Great question. I never thought about this, but I just thought about recently, I think. I think when people start over, they can reframe it. and be like, well, I was once not married before I got married, right? Correct. So I can do this without a spouse. Even though it may be difficult, hard, but you've done it before. So you can mourn. You can wallow. But don't stay there. Right. Get up. and do it again. In fact, my pastor, I, my pastor said it recently, he called it lame excuses because I'm a father of Christ. And the pastor said, he was t- coming from the book of John, I believe. That was a lame man. who He was lame for 38 years, right? 38 right, years. Right. And Jesus went to the guy and said, do you want to be well? And the dude gave an excuse. Jesus said, man, get up pick up your mat and walk. He didn't even address, he didn't even entertain the excuse. He said, dude, you've been doing this 38 years, bro. Like, I need you to pick up your mat. I need you to stand up and walk. No more excuses. Do it because mm-hmm. you've done it before. You have the skills. Absolutely. You may be in a marriage or been in the marriage for a long time. You may mm-hmm. have children, maybe heartbroken, but you're not broken. And right. even if you are broken, that's hope for you. And you're not great. You're not up on the ground yet. So hey, right. No more lame excuses. Again, you wallow I'm sure you called a guy asking why. Mm-hmm. You may not know why. You may not know why. Maybe you were part of the issue. Maybe you weren't, <laughs> but the whole point is to not blame the to, to take accountability, responsibility for your life. Yeah. And go to work. Whether it be you started a business or a job. Or both, but now it's time mm-hmm. to start over, start anew, stand up, pick your mat
0: and walk. Let's right. go. And declare that I am well. So I, I do. I like I love that story. Um, because we sit there and we wallow in why, you know. Um and, and no doubt I did. I did too. I think everybody who goes through that situation that you you do. Um but your, your goal is to be financially um, independent. And a lot of people don't understand that if you have to start from scratch, then you can't live within the same means that you did when you were within a two-income home. And that's where I'm speaking to women a lot about this is about ego. This is not about restarting or rebuilding. Like, you have to do a budget. How do you go about budget planning?
1: Awesome question. In fact, I call it money plan because it's simply a plan for your money. A budget is. So people may not like the B word, but a budget is simply a plan for your money. When you get married, hopefully you plan. You have kids, hopefully you plan. You go on vacation, you plan, right? Absolutely. You go to school, you plan. So you need to plan for your money as well. So no excuses. <laughs> so what I do is say you do a monthly budget, a monthly money plan. Start with the income for the entire month and you give each dollar a job because your money is your employee. So you need to budget like a boss. Tell your money what to do every month.
0: Man. Yes.
1: If you don't tell what to do. It's going to run away and do what it wants to do. So make sure you give it an assignment. And then at the end of
0: your money plan,
1: you have all your earnings, income for the month, minus what you actually budgeted, should be zero. Let me say it again, income minus what you budgeted should be zero. Now, if you have more money left over, then that's a problem because you didn't give your money an assignment and it'll run, run away and you'll wonder where it went to. Now, the other side of that coin is you have more expenses than you have money. So you need to do one or two things. One, make more income. Two, reduce expenses or three, both.
0: Right. So the
1: whole point is to live within the means and not above. And can I address the issue about people living? Please do. They want to live on a two income income, but they only have one. Can I address yes, that
0: please? Absolutely. It's a real issue.
1: What I'll say to that is increase your income to a point where you made the same amount of money as if you were still married.
0: Uh, That that is like the simple solution. But what what you have are people in the the situation where they I've been in this for 38 years and they're wallowing in the pain and the hurt and the I can't and I can't do and it takes sacrifice like I'm. I don't get to just sleep through the night sometimes. If I get an idea at two o'clock in the morning, I got my paper, my pen, I got my phone. I got, you know, like it takes some sacrifice in order to build, in order to get to that two-person income. And then it's all on your own. But I also recommend to people, you don't just automatically start living every day like you have it. You have to have a nest, you know? You have to be able, things happen. And that six months of income that you need to save up, we—that's—that's that's not what's well for us, you know. It's—it's it's honestly a year. That's scary for some people.
1: Well, I mean, like I recommend doing these three to nine months, and a year be even better because life happens. Mm-hmm. You lose a job. I lost four jobs, y'all. <laughs> you may have a child who may. Heard her arm playing on the trampoline. Life happens. Mm-hmm. Or you may have got your car fixed. I'm gonna use this because it happened to me. It happened to us, my wife and me. Got her car fixed, right? And we put a new used engine in the car. About a week or so later, I think a week or two later, she hit a deer. <laughs>
0: Please don't tell me it was totaled.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could have fixed it, but we have spent so much money at that point. We said that- It's a lot. We gotta have one car. And just live on it for a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know that's right. A lot of people don't know how to just compromise. Like, it is a a temporary situation. You're not going to be one car forever, you know. And when you were, like, um, budget like a boss. Like, I love that. It's going to be so hard for me to do interviews and not want to, like, take notes and stuff. But when you're budgeting like a boss, one thing as a mom and a single mom at that, What hit me back to back was I've got one who's in um, Color Guard. So your band fees are dues. And then you've got one who went to prom two weeks ago. And you know how expensive that is. And then um, she also went to Disney World for DECA um, with her school, which was an international competition. So it's just like, how do you budget for your children's success? You know, like you can't really complain about those things. So that's why I feel it's important to live well within, if not less than your means.
1: Well, first I'm gonna commend your children, any of your children who may be selling in school. Now, for me, I worked while I was in high school. I worked I started working my first job when I was like 14 years old, I believe. 14, and then I started mm-hmm. I kept working. I had saved my save money for my first car. I mean, again, I grew up on low income, I knew how to work. So I worked through college through high school. I didn't really do any extracurricular activities because I was working, I was making money. Right. But even when I went to college in Kentucky, I worked 10 hours a week. And I mean I did schoolwork. I didn't do any extracurricular activities because I wanted wanted to finish school, get education, and not let things take away from me learning and basically getting out of school, getting or you know, getting my education. Now again. That was me. I can't speak for everyone else. But if my child is doing all these activities, I gonna say, well, it's going to cost money. I'm going to let it be a teachable moment because when she, when, when they, I have two girls, when they get out of, of school, they're going to have to work. Right. And I'm going to encourage them to work. And actually, I'm going to encourage them to start a business because Absolutely. I want them to see if they can not only be an employee, because when you go to school, school teach you how to work, They be an employee. Don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur unless you go to a school that has that focus most schools that I went to teach you how to be at the bedside, For example, be a nurse. If you go to school for nursing, they're gonna teach you how to work, work as an employee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even when I did accounting, taught me to go to school, give them my degree, go work for the firm. They didn't tell me, go to school, get a skill, start a business. Right. So I'm gonna encourage them to start working early so they can get skilled and they can learn about customer service, how to handle themselves, with how to handle money, how to build relationships, how to build rapport. How to over resolve conflict things like that are important how to communicate right right how to speak well mm-hmm. come so many things you can learn by starting a business by working so I think i'm gonna I'm not gonna people get people no excuses I need I need you to help your kids learn by going to school now again, if you want to let them focus on their activities while you work for them or uh, give them the money. That's up to you, but to each its own for me, I'm gonna like, get out of work so they can get out of school and not depend on me.
0: <laughs> yeah. My sixteen year old, she has a job and I asked her to come and work for my practice and she told me I want a real job. I was offended at first, but you know what? You have to learn critical skills by not being under your mother or working for your aunt or uncle. And I, I am just so proud of her. She is to work on time. You know, she, she takes it so seriously and I'm just like, I'm I'm just going to step back aside. but yes, she has to have, you know, work and all these activities and she's got her little car that she too has to work to put gas in. So teaching them responsibility. And, and I think that's where, poor money management comes in for a lot of people is that there's a lack of accountability. The first thing you started talking about, and then responsibility. So, got to get these kids on it. <laughs>
1: That's right. I agree.
0: <clears throat> so, um, how do you balance career, being an entrepreneur, and your family and your wife? Oh, I don't. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm
1: being honest. That's with the that key. It's hard. For me, like, I've been in business for three years now, so I'm still in the startup phase. And it's challenging because I want to get to a point where I can hire a team so I can go spend time with my family, go wherever I want, and still have money coming in. If i start working now, no no money comes in. So Mm -hmm. I want to get to a point where I can have a team working for me who are passionate about serving our clients so I can go serve my family, and then be able to still serve, serve my team as well. So I'm not there yet. So it's challenging, honestly. I mean, that's what I'm telling you. My wife takes my daughters, our daughters, out so to the park or the library mm-hmm. so that I can focus on making money for the family. Yeah. And then we still do date nights. Not that we want to consistently, but we still do date nights, my wife and I. Because we, we've been together since 2001. So we, we've been together for 22 years almost. And I mean, it's like. God,
0: date my girl, man. <laughs> you have to, thank you have girl. to.
1: So it's it's important, but I don't, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's a challenge for me because I want to give my family the best. I want to give them everything, but again, I want to also teach them about working. My my wife works too outside the home, but my daughters, I want to teach them the importance of working, so they can be able to add value to themselves and to the world, and feel like they're using God's mm-hmm. gifts for His glory.
0: Absolutely so yeah, I'm not there yet absolutely. but well, kudos to you, it is very important that you date your wife you know she she wants to date you as well, and women really you know, we don't get married for a lifetime to be settled, like you always want to be treated like a lady or a queen and you know and and those types of things and the time that you take out, it becomes intentional. so um what we' getting financial and marriage advice um I don't know. I'm I'm a huge proponent. I love marriage. Like gonna do it again. Um and you just gotta date your wife. So it's wonderful. Yeah, so, Twenty two years. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yeah, and we've been married for we've said about fifteen years last see March of this year. So yeah, last month actually. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're married, wanna be married, three things that help us stay together. First, God, I'm a father of Christ. Oh God you no, know, you gotta have God in them, man. It's the mix. <clears throat> Secondly, communication. Mm-hmm. I know most guys that say guys don't really talk. I'm, I'm, I talk. <laughs> and third, do a money plan with your spouse. Yes. Work together with your spouse on money because money is one reason why people get divorced. Yes. When we did marriage counseling, two sessions there, there's two sessions. That's all we made it through. Two sessions. But the bishop said, all money that comes to the household is. Household money, not
0: my money or her money. It's our money. Absolutely. And Ashley,
1: it's God's money. So it's God's money, then it's our money together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is something like when I'm doing premarital counseling, like that is the hardest conversation for people to talk about is money. And they don't ever expect to see that they'll make more money because you're just starting out and you're young. And it's just like, you have to have a land. And I'm frugal. I am so frugal. And I don't think people really know that about me, but my children do, of course. And, um, man, I, I, I buy the same groceries, pay the same bills. And one day my daughter said, why do you write this out every month? I do this all the time because I'm serious. I'm serious about, you know, I'm intentional about you know my time and what god has blessed me with and you know being an entrepreneur being a business owner solely man that that is a blessing but it it's also a lot of work and i like the fact that you said that you're going to get a team so that you can it creates allowances don't get me wrong by the time you're at a point where you've got a team it's not gonna work out the way you're thinking it's gonna work out okay You're going to be even more successful. There's more business to manage. It's just you have more control over your life. That is the biggest part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah,
1: I think for me, it's it's the freedom to do what I want to do. If I need to go take a, they tell my daughters and my wife, I can do that. I don't have to have a PTO, vacation time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or it's like, not saying there's something wrong with that, but it's like, we going to the principal's office. Or ask my daddy, Daddy, can I go out to the, to, can I go to the store? Daddy, can I? I'm like, no, man. Like, that's just like, <laughs> no. I mean, when I get the team, like, I'm going to say, respect the time. You don't need to ask. Just say, all right, I need to take the time off. It's fine. Yes. you want to go get another job, it's fine, too. But we have the best coach here. You go anywhere else, you're going to be like, oh, I missed out. I know you did, because we got the best team here. Yes. But I want to make it, so a point where it's like, You're an adult, we hired you for a reason to do the job. We don't need to micromanage you. Do your job, take time off if you need to, and just have fun.
0: Yeah, definitely being a boss and micromanaging is not anything that I want to do. I know you're not like 100% where you are, but any plans for this summer?
1: Mm, This summer? I plan to grind. I want to get known where I am in Greenville. I'm going to blow up. I want to get known for Jesus, money, and business.
0: Absolutely.
1: So just plan to just work to get exposure.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, maybe next time we have you on the show, you can tell us about your marketing plan for exposure. Um, Because all of this podcast stuff is so new and it's like, I have six likes, you know, like (laughs) I thought I was supposed to like, You know, why I'm doing this is because God specifically said, like, this is something that I need you to be obedient in doing. And I'm like, I did it. And sometimes in our own mind, we think like, that's enough, right? Like, I I did it. Like, I shot a couple shows. I called up a couple friends and it's done. I'm going to be released from whatever I'm going through. I just feel like there's (laughs) more.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's about consistency. I've been doing my podcast for three years in July. I started doing it weekly. Then I went back to monthly. But now I've been doing podcast interviews slash IG Lives for, I was doing one, maybe one a week for about mm, two months straight, I think. Mm -hmm. So with tax season, I stopped. I haven't done an interview since about a week or so ago, I believe. Right. Actually, it was out about a week about a week ago yeah
0: what's uh, what what topics do you interview about on your podcast is it financial freedom money management so it's stuff?
1: called the your money hour podcast and i talk about money business and life so i mostly interview entrepreneurs about their businesses things that they may experience in successes failures mm-hmm. you know just learning experiences not failures and i talk about money
0: as well Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Dakota, we surely do thank you for being here today. Can you let us know how we can find more about you on social media?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, Christian, thank you for your time and thank you for letting me show your platform. But Yes, you can find me online at DakotaGrady.com, and my website. You can copy my book. Get it there as well. Broke secrets to fix the American financial crisis. Right there on Amazon. As well, Barnes more and Noble, more if you want to. Find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, where else? (laughs) Oh, my podcast is on YouTube. It's on Apple and Spotify. So yeah, find me on
0: everywhere. Right. Great. Thank you. Blessings to you and your family. I'm sure in the future, we're going to be collaborating a whole lot more. And again, I just thank you for providing this amazing knowledge to my viewers. And I hope that you get some followers from it. And I just pray that you are just blessed. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. And this was fun. Thank you. Yes,
1: you're welcome, Christian. Thank you for your time.
0: You're welcome. All right. Thank you.